Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Hey, you guys, we are going to be concluding the important series on Who is Jesus? And we've been challenging you with this title, Jesus is Not a God. Make sure you know that. Jesus is not a God. Grab your Bibles. Let's dive in. Let's get ready. Let's go. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to our um, argument. Can I put it to you like that? An argument regarding Jesus is not a God. Uh, Jesus is not a God. And of course, for those of you who are um, in tune with with Bible, uh, with theology, with biblical Christianity, your understanding that um, I'm specifically making it very clear that Jesus is not a God. Everybody says, of course he's not a God, because uh, Jesus is the God. He is the God. And so we've been arguing, when I say arguing, we've been putting out uh, these verses that uh, at, uh, in our first podcast I shared with you are um, verses that were given uh, graciously, uh, gener- generously to me years ago uh, from William Sentnar, Bill Sentnar, who became a Christian. He was uh, once head of uh, correspondence at the Watchtower Society in Brooklyn, New York, the Jehovah Witnesses, and Dr. Walter Martin is the one who brought this uh, flow of argument that we've been giving you uh, into the Watchtower Society. Uh, Bill Sentinar was responsible to answer back, and uh, he was unable to uh, disprove the deity, the sole deity of the, the triune God, and that triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Of course, the issue with the cults uh, is always not so much God, not so much the Holy Spirit, but it's always Jesus Christ with all cults. They agree on nothing except Jesus cannot be God. And that's Satan's uh, pathetic envy of the Son of God. Uh, and so uh, very, very important. Let's dive back in. So I hope by now uh, you have caught up to us. And um, I forget what what podcast number series this is, maybe the third. Yeah, it's the third. So in order now, uh, we pick it up. First Timothy chapter four, verse 10. First Timothy four ten. So you would say to the person at your doorstep, hey, now let's go to first Timothy four ten. And remember, for those of you who are Christians, I put it to you this way. You're rigging your Bible. Rig. Like you rig a ship or you rig the rigging for a sailboat. Rigging. Not corrupting, but rigging, setting up, because all you have to remember to do this is one verse, and you're going to rig your Bible, because that one verse you have written down is going to take you to the next verse, to the next verse, to the next verse, and thereby you have your Bible, watch this, you have your Bible, right, loaded for cult, loaded for bear, all right, so 
Here we go. 1 Timothy 4.10. For to this end we both labor and suffer reproach, says the Apostle Paul, because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men. Stop. Picking it up in our series. There's only one God. We've learned that there's only one Savior. There's not two gods and there's not two saviors. So everything's tracking fine with everybody. Especially for those who believe. Remember, one God, one Savior. Isaiah 42, verse 8. I am the Lord. Notice in your Bible, it's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which means I am Yah. The name of the God of the Bible is Yah, Y-A-H. Some may spell it Y-E-H. It's irrelevant. His name is Yah. Hallelujah. Exactly. Joshua or Jesus. Yahushua. My God is salvation. Yah is his name. God is not a name. So example, if you ask a Muslim, what's the name of your God? A Muslim will say, Allah. <laughs> Allah. Allah. So no, no, I didn't ask you that. I ask you, what's the name of your God? And they'll say, Allah. No, you're not getting me, my Muslim friend. What does the word Allah say in Arabic? God. Correct. What's the name of your God? You want to stump a Muslim? Ask them that question. They don't know. They don't know. I mean, I know because I've studied ancient. I, 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 I taught a course on Islam uh, and the origins of the God of the Crescent uh, is, dates way back. And you can know that name. But Allah in Arabic is simply God. Well, Christians have Elohim or uh, God, but uh, our God has a name. We can know him personally. I am the Lord, that is my name. Isn't that great? And my glory I will not give to another. Why? Because he's self-contained. He's the, he is the one. Okay? Yet, I am the Lord, your God, ever since the land of Egypt. And you shall know no God but me, for there is no Savior besides me. That's Isaiah 42.8, everybody. You got one God, you got one name, Yah, you've got one Savior, you've got one God that is to be known, no others can be known. There's a lot of gods out there. Can I say an infinite amount of gods? But none of them are knowable. Why? Because they're all dead. <laughs> I shouldn't say dead. Uh, they never had life to begin with, right? They never existed. Uh, my goodness. A little over a month ago, Lisa and I were in Stonehenge, England, Salisbury, and we went to Stonehenge, saw people doing really weird, stupid things, um, and we're watching this stuff unfold. These people were dressed up in white. They're dancing in a circle. They had, a, they had the sacrificial virgin, by the way, in the middle. She had garland on her head with wreaths and flowers and they all were holding ribbons as they were spinning around her now they didn't kill her because that's illegal um but the 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 park ranger <laughs> had, 
at Stonehenge, we said, hey, what's going on over there? And she goes, oh, brother, they do this all the time. And I said, oh, wow, that's crazy. And she goes, yeah, they're totally pagan. And I thought, man, that's funny. That is so politically incorrect. But uh, in England, the, the, the ranger just dropped it for what it was. Pagan, pagan. But listen, that's never preve- prevented people from inventing gods. Isaiah 45, 21. Tell the truth. Or, or I'm sorry. Tell and bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Here's the challenge now. Who has told it from that time? Have not I, the Lord, there's his name again, Yah, have not I, Yah, or Yahweh, we would say, and there is no other God besides me. A just God and Savior, there's none beside me. Who are we talking about? Yahweh God. Or the Jehovah Witnesses would say Jehovah God. Uh, Mormons might even say Jehovah God. Okay? All right. Isaiah 43.11. Isaiah 43.11. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there's no Savior. Pretty clear, right? So class, let's pause. How many Lords are there? How many Saviors are there? How many Alpha and Omegas are there? How many beginning and the ends are there? How many who was, who is, who is to come, the Almighty's, are there? The Bible demands only one. Psalm 68, verse 4. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds by his name, Yah. Now that's awesome because it actually has Yah spelled in the Bible, the name of God. And some of our Jewish friends are offended at that, but that's just tradition. They think that you can't utter the name of God. That's nowhere in the scriptures. Genesis to Revelation, it doesn't say do not mention his name. But today, Judaism, they get all balled up and tied down with traditions of men. You are to proclaim his name. You are to rejoice in his name. In fact, it says, and rejoice before him. And it implies because he lives forever, Yahweh does, you are to rejoice before him forever. You are to shout his name, praise his name, glorify his name, speak often of his name. And so that's the life of the true follower of Christ. All right. Are you all sitting down for this next one? This next one. I have to give an introduction to because um, I came across this verse decades ago. I was on a bus, a tour bus in Israel when I came across it. We were driving from one site, teaching site to the next teaching site. And I remember the guy that, that happened to be sitting next to me at that moment we had numerous buses, so I was, switch- I was switching buses, uh, and Steve uh, was sitting next to me, uh, tour guide Steve, and I'm reading, and this cross-reference brought me to Proverbs 30, verse 4. And so I read it to him, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I read it, and then I read it to him, and his immediate response was, yeah, that's probably, yeah, I mean, that's powerful, but that's in the English. He said, uh, I bet it's different in the Hebrew. He's a believer, but he was downplaying the magnitude of what it said in the Greek, I'm, uh, in, in the Hebrew. Uh, sorry, in the English. He was downplaying the English Bible 
regarding Proverbs 30, verse 4. Let me read it to you in English and then tell you what Steve did. Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? And who has bound the waters in his garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? In other words, who's the creator? What is his name? And what is his son's name if you know it? If you know. What's his son's name? So I thought that was pretty powerful. And so I said, hey, Steve, how does this sound in Hebrew? Can you read it to me in Hebrew? Get out your Hebrew Bible. And Steve read it in Hebrew. And he, I knew we were on to some gold when he did just like this. He goes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's a, he's a great guy. He's from Philadelphia. He's a, a Jew from Philadelphia who got more, stay, saved. He's hilarious. He, he looks at it, and he's silent. By the way, that's been the response of every Jew that I have shared this with, silence, including, I won't mention his name, but including a very, very, very world-famous Jew that I know very well was completely stumped when he heard this. And I asked him, like I said to Steve, will you read it in Hebrew? And so Steve was silent, and he said, wow. This is undeniable, irrefutable, that God has a son. And he said, Jack, it's stronger in Hebrew than it is in the, in, the, in the English. It's stronger in the Hebrew Bible, Proverbs 30, verse 4, than it is in the English Bible. I said, how so? He said, because the way that it is put in the Hebrew, it is clearly without, without controversy proclaiming that there are, uh, that there are two faces, two manifestations of God, singular, and the other manifestation here in Proverbs 30, verse 4, is that the Son and God, the Father, are Yahweh. They're the same. And he was completely shocked. And so that was 20 years ago. And I've been using this verse ever since whenever I meet up with Jewish people. And the response is the exact same every time. They're shocked. They don't know what to do with it. I shared this with a general in the Israeli Air Force. And he was completely befuddled. And then he got really angry. And he started talking in Hebrew. He turned to his wife. I thought they, got, they were getting into an argument. And I said, can, can I ask you what's going on? And they both looked, and they, they were so upset. And they said, we both grew up in, in Judaism. And not one rabbi has ever, ever showed us this portion of scripture, ever. And they were angry at that. I find that powerful. Do you know my name, God says, and do you know the name of my son, if you can tell me? Wow. All right, let's press on. It's this. Psalm 2, verse 11. Psalm 2, 11. Serve the Lord with fear, rejoice with trembling. That is being awe. 
Kiss the son, S-O-N, lest he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. David is saying, kiss the son, bless the son, put your faith in the son, S-O-N, capital S, son. You don't want him to be angry at you. That's powerful. That, that comes from King David. Isaiah 7, 14. Merry Christmas, right? This is the Christmas passage, among others. Isaiah 7, 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin, not a virgin, the virgin, shall conceive and bear a son, capital S, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which being translated is God among us. Luke 1, verse 30 to 32. Then the angel said to her, that is Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for, I, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, capital S, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. Remember, Jesus, Yehoshua, is God is our salvation. Jesus is the transliteration from the word Joshua or Yahshua or Yahushua. Philippians 3, verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we eagerly wait for the Savior. Listen, definite article in front of Savior. Not a Savior. The Savior. Who's that? The Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, you got to be thinking, friend. Now, most of you who are watching this podcast right now are saying, yay, awesome, this is great, I love it, because you already know this stuff. But there might be one person, or you may know one person, who is like, this can't be right. This guy's got to be somehow manipulating scripture. Uh, Just note this. We're going through, we have been going through portions of the Bible from Old to New Testament. Most of it Old Testament, though, most of it, to prove to you that God is one. Hero Israel, the Lord is one. That's a fact. Who manifests himself, by the way, Elohim. Remember, Elohim. I am is plural. El, 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 uh, Elohim is the, is the God of the Jews, God a singular plurality. Go figure that one out. We believe in one God that reveals himself in three persons. Now, don't let's not talk about ice and vapor and water being three components of the uh, an egg, a shell, white, and a yolk. No, that stuff breaks down trying to describe the God of the Bible. You can't describe him. But we know this that there's only one of him. And what he does is he manifests himself as father. There is the son and there is the spirit. Co-equal, co-eternal. Each deity, but one God. Just like you might have, you know, imagine your head. You've got, what if you had three faces on your head? (laughs) You got one head but with three faces on it. 
pretty pretty weird, right? Pretty wild. Um, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The word begotten is um, dedicated or glorified son. That whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. What does that make Jesus? Savior. John 4.42, and so the Samaritans said to the woman, now we believe not because of what you've said, for we ourselves have heard him. And know that it is indeed the Christ, or Messiah in Hebrew, the Savior of the world. That's in John's Gospel, chapter 4. Of course, the famous uh, event with the woman at the well. 1 John 4, verse 14. We're actually going to finish this, I think. 1 John 4, 14. 1 John 4, 14. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 11. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom. By the way, I'm counting on that. I literally believe that. You know, there's times when I get fearful. I don't, I don't know if fearful is the right word. That's not the right word. There's times when I pause and I think, God, have I, have I accurately represented you? Have I been faithful to you? How are we doing? Because, you know, Christians don't get report cards. Wouldn't that be nice if we got a quarterly update? <laughs> we don't do that, but we're supposed to stop and examine ourselves, examine our faith. And there's times when I just get overwhelmed of my failure and, you know, don't make this into something that you want to talk about that's not true. I don't look at porn. I don't drink and drive. I don't do drugs. I'm not, I, mean, I don't gamble. I don't rob banks. I'm not talking about those kinds of failures. That God, by his grace, has, has kept me or has delivered me, whatever you want to say, from that stuff. My biggest problem now is just the, the thoughts in my life, like um, thoughts that will arise that's even not so much of a problem because that's why I wrote the book Temptation. Uh, to, uh, the battle is always constant in your mind. Satan throws stuff at your head and you fight it. That's just normal Christian living. But uh, complacency, laziness. Um, listen, last Sunday, I, it's like the first time ever in 34 years. Last Sunday, I... I don't know why. I could hardly get out of bed. It's never been like that before. I didn't want to go to church last Sunday. And I was the one teaching. I didn't want to go. And I could have picked up the phone because I've got a line of pastors on staff that are awesome. Bible teachers. And they're ready. They got sermons ready in case I drop dead or, or I'm sick. I could have done it. But I just I was felt, I felt lazy. And I dragged myself... To church, and it's funny because when I, I pulled up uh, at church, Matt, uh, my assistant, I go, how you doing? He goes, I'm tired. And both of us, we were, we were not a good couple uh, last Sunday because both of us, we both of us needed uh, transfusions from somebody. We needed vitamin B shot of the Holy Spirit. It's just like, really? Don't tell me that because I'm about ready to go home. Wow, I was just dying. 
And so, look, we have those times. But that's all about perseverance, by the way. That's when we decide to do the right thing, not the thing we think uh, feels better, right? So um, I'm grateful. I take comfort in the fact that God is, God is going to supply a great entrance for me into his kingdom. And I take comfort in that because, boy, I stink, you know? I, I fail. And God says, and so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly. Open wide the door. Here comes Jack into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior. Who could that possibly be? Jesus Christ. All right? So here we go to wrap it up. Here we go. Get ready. Romans 10, 13. This is what we're supposed, supposed to do with all this information. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Philippians 2.10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things on earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Acts 4.12. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus is the God. Jesus is not a God. Jesus is the God. So friends, listen, I love this. I hope you have loved it as well. Greatest thing you can do is spread that, uh, that word about who Jesus Christ really is. Share it with everybody. In fact, uh, if you... Uh, are being blessed by this. Uh, we want you to share this with other people. Copy, send it to others. Uh, we want you to make sure that you uh, go to jackhibbs.com. There's all kinds of stuff there for you to grow by. And then finally, uh, link in the description and all will be well. God bless you guys. Keep up the fight. Keep going forward. Don't look back. We're living in dark days. Don't get bogged down or dragged down. Remember this, it's time to live out what you believe in. It's time for real life. God bless you guys until next time. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.